Section two of the National Geographic Magazine, Volume seven, January eighteen ninety six. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Carol Cotter, MerlotTranslations.com. Russia in Europe by the Honorable Gardiner G. Hubbard, LLD, President of the National Geographic Society races although russia is one of the most uniform and level of countries yet few are occupied by as great a variety of races southern and middle russia were for centuries the great highways over which vast numbers of barbaric hordes scythians huns mongols and vandals passed from asia through russia into italy hungary poland germany and by the darial pass over the caucasus into asia minor some of each of these tribes remained all left their impress upon russia while these tribes were overrunning russia the slavonians came today the predominant race the last of the aryans to leave their original home and these retained when they entered russia many asiatic habits in the fifth and sixth centuries they probably occupied the region now known as little russia and were the germ of the great russian empire when the slavonians entered russia they found mongols finns and huns with some they intermarried others they pushed into northern and arctic russia a region without temptation for the aryan or other wandering tribes from the west came the northmen who settled the country about the baltic sea and founded novgorod the great the oldest town in russia and brought many of the customs and habits of western europe in the fifteenth century novgorod was the largest and most important town in northern europe and a member of the hanseatic league it lost its independence and was overthrown by ivan the terrible in fifteen seventy and novgorod as an independent state ceased to exist and is now a town of little importance in the thirteenth century the mongol tartars entered eastern russia and for over two hundred years from twelve thirty eight to fourteen sixty two ruled mingling their blood with the russians they in turn were conquered by the russians and driven from central russia into the valley of the volga and the crimea where their descendants still live in the seventeenth century poland then one of the largest countries of europe undertook the conquest of russia and for some years there was a life and death struggle between the two nations moscow was captured and the king of poland reigned there for thirteen years the people of nijni novgorod the great arose selling their wives and daughters to buy arms took moscow burning a large part of it and finally expelled the poles but not until they had mingled their blood with the russian this was the last invasion of russia that left its impress on the country the great russians the inhabitants of the black zone in northern and central russia are the most numerous of the population of russia in the northwest they intermarried and mingled with the finns in the east with the mongol tartars in southern russia the inhabitants called little russians intermarried with the cossacks and crimean tartars and are next in number to the great russians the cossacks are russians who preferred the nomadic to the agricultural life and therefore wandered into the steppes away from civilization and formed bands of horsemen often called by the country in which they lived as the don cossacks they resembled in some respects the cowboys of america they occupied the crimea and the country north of the black sea with tartar tribes from turania kalmuks and bashkirs 
besides the races named there are turanians armenians poles semites georgians and turks in all thirty different races with greek catholic shumanistic buddhist jewish mohammedans dissenters and pagan religions of all kinds these various races formerly intermarried but the introduction of the mohammedan religion among the tartar tribes has prevented further mingling of these various races and has proved a great obstacle to their elevation and civilization i was struck with the variety of races at a dinner in piatigorsk a watering-place at the foothills of the caucasus given by an officer of the russian army my host was a german the other guests his fellow-officers were a pole a jew an armenian a caucasian a georgian a tartar a mongolian and finally a russian in a tartar and russian village there is no blending of races near one end stands the mohammedan mosque at the other the christian temple in finnish villages on the other hand intermarriages of the finns and russians is causing the blending of the two races characteristics of the population russia in europe with a population of nearly one hundred million is very thinly populated having only fifteen inhabitants to the square kilometre while germany has seventy-eight and england one hundred and fourteen the population is increasing at a more rapid rate than in either of these countries a recent writer says the life that men live in the city gives the type and measure of their civilization the word civilization means the manner of life of the civilized part of the community that is of the city men not of the countrymen who are called rustics the cities of russia except st petersburg are small far apart and have little connection with each other or influence on the population the russian peasant has therefore little knowledge of either city life or of this civilization he lives far removed from it and there is little of it in russia only one-third as many in proportion to the population live in the cities of russia as in the cities of the united states two-thirds of the population including all the great and little russians live in the black zone with moscow as a centre it is estimated that over six-eighths of these are either serfs themselves or are the children of serfs while six million of the remainder are poles and two million jews it is impossible that in one generation such a population of freed men should have made any considerable advance their life and habits are therefore mainly such as they were as serfs it should also be borne in mind that while these are descendants from aryans yet this blood has from time to time and in very many generations been mingled with the blood of the asiatics and therefore with nations less civilized the highly civilized man makes nature subordinate to his convenience and necessities but with uncivilized nations nature dominates and man becomes subject to its influence the character and habits of the russians are therefore largely fashioned by their environments which vary little in different localities russia has only two seasons summer and winter during the long arctic winter the people are without occupation save the tending of flocks morning and night the days are short and sunless the nights long the houses without ventilation are hot and close the air bad even in my room in the largest and best hotel in st petersburg the windows in early november were sealed so tight that a breath of air could not get in the rooms were heated by steam which could not be shut off 
and the only ventilation was by a small hole in the wall through which a little fresh air could enter the peasants wear the same clothes night and day all sleep together on the large stoves and are required by their priests to bathe every saturday evening using the vapour bath instead of soap a large room or cave is dug in the earth and heated very hot here they sit or lie down fan themselves with a whisk brush a profuse perspiration opens and cleanses the pores of the skin they then often plunge into an icy stream or bathe in cold water they lead idle listless lives in winter and when winter ends are little inclined to work then follow the long hot summer days the heat fully as enervating as the bitter cold without mental or bodily activity they become heavy and lethargic their food for generations has been meagre of the poorest kind almost entirely vegetal and unsuitable to the climate those who survive to mature age have great power of endurance which often becomes stolid stubbornness or passive courage and resignation they are gentle-hearted have little imagination and therefore no inventive faculty every peasant whether man or woman wears a sheepskin in winter bright colours in summer the garment of nomadic tribes not worn by any other european race they have little desire to rule others or to make the tribes whom they conquer subservient and are therefore admirably fitted for the work of peaceful agricultural colonization wages are very low the manager of the telegraph service of one section of russia with twenty-two offices under him told us that his salary was one thousand one hundred roubles or about five hundred and fifty dollars a year that the operators were on duty twenty-four hours every other day and received fifteen roubles or seven dollars fifty a month wallace tells us that a family of five man and wife boy and two daughters actually lived in the northern part of russia on sixty-one dollars a year there are few railroads in russia no stage coaches few daily and weekly papers neither magazines nor books for the peasantry can neither read nor write they have little more knowledge of the nearest village than we have of the moon we can scarcely comprehend such a people or such a life and are not surprised to learn that they resort to cards and drink as the only relief from the dullness of the interminable winter they never hurry for time is not money among professional men and merchants in st petersburg business does not commence until after breakfast at eleven or twelve o'clock with dinner at six o'clock little time is left for work but a long evening for cards a typical russian village consists of two lines of houses one on either side of the street each house built of pine logs standing alone from ten to one hundred making a village each cabin is like its fellow except in size when you have seen one you have seen all the floor is of earth the walls rough logs the crevices stuffed with moss without paint the type of houses in england in the time of queen elizabeth at one end of the village is the cruciform church of an oriental aspect a dome gilded and painted in bright colours surmounted by a gilt cross we visited rostov the centre of a large commerce with the interior of russia a city with a population of fifty thousand at the mouth of the don inhabited by russians and cossacks it has a large casino containing a ballroom gardens billiard and refreshment rooms where all grades of society assemble on sunday to dance and hold parties of 
of pleasure we spent two hours here and took a drosky drive to the town about a mile distant it is a long dirty straggling unkempt village with broad streets paved in the time of peter the great apparently never repaired since his death the only difference in the streets is that some are worse than others a few large stores and a great market-place with bread enough for an army potatoes quantities of beautiful-looking tomatoes eggplants grapes and pears the place looked as though it had considerable trade but is devoid of all interest we saw no new or fine buildings only old and dilapidated houses in russia there is no middle class and little intercourse between the officials who are the highest class the nobles who are the upper class and the peasants they live in a world as distinct as europe and asia the upper class follow the customs and manners of the west formerly they used the german language then the french taking from france liberal ideas but now russian is the language of the court and has been adopted in polite society the upper classes are as highly cultivated as honourable and as polished as any of the upper classes in europe the peasantry recently serfs in their feelings and habits are asiatics faithful to ancient manners and customs they look upon innovation or change with distrust st petersburg is the type of the new ideas moscow of the old we now turn to northern and arctic russia a country with inhabitants very different from that we have just described in the west is finland formerly subject to sweden but annexed to russia in eighteen hundred the name and origin of the finns is an ethnological problem they are supposed to be of the same race as the hungarian and bashkirs in summer the sun's rays are nearly constant and the growth of vegetation continuous and rapid the people are tall strongly built and well proportioned with faces rather square than oval they are slow dull grateful and honest industrious and energetic their peculiar language and literature have attracted much attention and although writing seems to have been introduced only about three hundred years ago and printing about one hundred years later yet nearly all can read and write in the written language phonetic spelling is employed with almost perfect consistency one celebrated linguist says it is the most harmonious and sonorous of tongues they are better educated more highly civilized and are improving more rapidly than the russians serfdom was never introduced into finland and the finns boast that they have never had a slave nor a noble in all their land from these causes while we regard the russians as asiatics we must look upon the finns as europeans northeast of finland on the arctic circle and far to the north of it where the shore line stretches from archangel toward the sunrise fifteen hundred miles bound in ice chains for eight months of the year where on the cliffs and ledges the snow never melts a wandering tribe sometimes called samoyeds live in a desert of ice and snow a land without a road without a field without a name their dwellings are tents built of poles open at the top to let out the smoke and covered with loose reindeer skins secured by thongs of seal and walrus hide within are small compartments the whole warmed by a fire in the centre of the tent and a seal oil lamp in each compartment they own herds of reindeer which alone make the region habitable in summer they move frequently for food to fresh pastures of green moss on which the reindeer feed and on them the wild men of the country live eating their food without cooking 
in the winter they draw near the shore and live on seal and cod they hunt the squirrel and fox and sell their skins to the russians and thus purchase a few of the necessaries of life their only arms are the bow and arrow the samoyeds are believed by some to be finns who forced far into the arctic region have degenerated and lost most of the peculiar habits of the finns south of the agricultural zone we come to a third civilization to another and different life in the lands of the southwest and in the saline steppes in the southeast these were inhabited by cossacks tartars bashkirs kalmucks and other nomadic tribes who wandered over the steppes to find pasture for their cattle among these tribes one hundred years ago catherine the second planted colonies of germans to cultivate the land establish settlements intermingle and intermarry with the people and introduce agriculture thrift and habits of industry this experiment failed for the germans have lived almost entirely among themselves and while acquiring many of the bad habits of the people have done little toward improving them since the law compelled the cossacks and tartars to live in fixed habitations many have migrated into turania armenia and turkey in asia while from armenia and turkey armenians greeks druses and other christians have come and built flourishing towns and cities on the black and aral seas and the river volga these new settlers are the most industrious and prosperous of the russians and immigration will continue as long as these countries are under mohammedan rule before the emancipation of the serf in eighteen sixty one the patriarchal system prevailed under which each family was its producer and consumer since then manufactures have rapidly increased and have nearly doubled with the last twelve years the mining interest has also increased with like rapidity the annual production of the mines is sixty seven million dollars the mercantile or trading class and the manufacturers usually the most important and influential are in russia less in proportion than in other civilized countries and have little influence either with the peasants as they represent western ideas or with the nobles who look down upon them as traders this completes a general enumeration of the inhabitants of russia we have described the lives of the hunters and fishermen of the north of the agricultural laborers of central russia of the nomadic population of southern and southeastern russia and the mercantile or trading class and the manufacturers who live around moscow and tula under one czar vladimir the holy the peasants could change their religion under another peter the great they could change their dress but time alone can change the asiatic to the european the black zone of russia is as rich as the prairies of america the lands cost no more yet the inhabitants of austria and germany contiguous to this fertile land immigrate four thousand miles to the prairies of america rather than cross the boundary line into this rich zone one reason for their preferring america is that in russia they will be called upon to serve in the army while this is undoubtedly one cause for their preference of america yet as germans and russians have never mingled when they have been brought into contact it is probable that the difference in the habits and customs of the two races the one european the other asiatic has as much if not more influence in preventing the germans from emigrating to russia End of section two.